This is Actualize Freedom, straight talk on growing clicks and conversions on Amazon FBA from people doing it every day. Now here's your host, digital marketing acrobat, Danny Kenji Carlson. What's up guys, Danny Carlson here with the Actualize Freedom podcast. And today we have Mr. Liron and he is all the way on the other side of the world, exactly 12 hours time zone difference over in New York. I am over here in Bali. So forgive us if there's a little bit of a delay because he is literally going through the globe over to me on the other side of the globe or more accurately reflecting around a bunch of different satellites all the way around this massive earth. So welcome here from the other side of the world. How's it going? Well, thanks for uh, having me on. Appreciate it. So you've been in the online marketing space for 11 years. Tell us how has Amazon and e-commerce in general changed over that 11 year span? Because that's pretty much the infancy of e-commerce 11 years ago, right? Yes. And uh, and so actually I started in 2008 with uh, internet marketing. Um, and then I, uh, I also had uh, an insurance business that I did uh, online. Uh, and I got into Amazon in 2014. Um, so I've been selling on Amazon for about five years, um, but I've been in the digital marketing space, uh, yeah, since since 2008, um, and then started an insurance business in 2010. Um, I sold that insurance business in 2015. Once Amazon, uh, once I saw the potential that uh, that I saw in Amazon, the fact that I could make money while I sleep. Um, I couldn't do that in my insurance business, in my online insurance business. And so I saw a certain ceiling on that business, unless I really wanted to hire out and build like an agency, um, which I really didn't want to do. I kind of like working from home and didn't want to build, you know, an agency with a bunch of agents and, and everything else. So um, so I sold that business, but um, Amazon um, and digital marketing, I mean, has changed uh, dramatically, you know, since, since, uh, you know, since I started in 2008, uh, I would say, you know, uh, just in terms of digital marketing, some of the, the things that have come along, I mean, social media, uh, is been, you know, uh, and social media marketing has, uh, obviously evolved a lot. Um, you know, Facebook, Instagram, uh, all these kind of channels have just become much more important. Um, I think Google, uh, was a lot more important early days with Google AdWords and um, banner ads on, on online and, and things like that that are not as as relevant um, and as much anymore. Um, within the Amazon space, um, you know, third-party sellers today have a lot more tools, a lot more software, a lot more data uh, than than we've had. Uh, you know, so in, in the Amazon space specifically. You know, I've seen the evolution of third-party sellers getting more and more of the tools that first-party sellers have. You know, when I started selling on Amazon, you couldn't even run exact match uh, keyword campaigns. Uh, sponsored ads was was just a broad match uh, campaign. We didn't have access to lightning deals or coupons, you know, uh, seven-day deals or, or also called best deals. Uh, we didn't have access to A-plus content. We didn't have access to adding video, uh, brand registry. All these things were, were not available to, to third-party sellers. And so I've seen this uh, sort of evolution of a lot more access, a lot more tools, um, and a lot more data. Um, you know, when I started, um, you know, we didn't have search really or near accurate search volume data uh, for Amazon for keywords. Um, at the same time, the level of competition has increased. More, more, more people are kind of jumping in, and so um, you know, there's more 
there's more opportunity, I think, than ever before. Um, at the same time, Amazon's also gotten more competitive, uh, but we also have a lot more marketing, you know, marketing levers and and uh, and tools that we could use today to grow grow the business. So, would you say that it is now more important than ever to have a really good marketing skill set? It sounds to me like there are a bunch of different tools and. It takes a lot of different skill sets to operate all these tools correctly, yes. but um, there is more competition. But then again, there, there can't be that many people who have developed a skill set to use all of these different marketing tactics to hopefully work together and have good results, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's definitely much more important than ever today to, to be a good marketer. Um, on Amazon. And, you know, when I say good marketer, it's not just the marketing part. It's also the product selection. So, you know, you can come into Amazon in 2012 and there were a lot of product opportunities that in 2012 were significantly easier than they are today. You know, products that you can get into with five or $10,000. And maybe today, if you wanted to break into those products, you might need $100,000 or more to break in. So, you know, I would say there are definitely people that uh, got in early and had an advantage at the same time. Uh, I don't want to dismiss people who got in early. They were very smart to get in early. Uh, they were aggressive in terms of, you know, driving ranking and reviews. Uh, you know, for example, uh, post 2016, you couldn't drive incentivized reviews anymore. You could do that prior to that. Those sellers that were very aggressive and sort of driving those incentivized reviews were smart. So, you know, I don't like people just dismissing somebody and saying, hey, they just got in early and that's why they're successful. Um, because it, you know, it took, it took certain smarts to get in early, to go after those products, um, and to be aggressive with the marketing, um, kind of, you know, whether the person knew or not that Amazon was, would, would not stay that way forever. You have to give them credit. So from that standpoint, you know, I would say, yes, it was, it was easier, but again, today we have a lot more tools, uh, that we can, that we can sort of use. Um, and, you know, I don't think you need to be an expert on every single tool or strategy, but, you know, I think, I think with Amazon, it comes down to, you know, uh, getting into the right product and then knowing how to launch a drive organic ranking, drive reviews and utilize sponsored ads. Um, and if you're good at those things, then, uh, you know, you definitely have an advantage and obviously having capital, of course, helps also. Yeah, and you touched on something really important there, which is choosing the right product, right? Sourcing a product that is actually set up to win from the get-go. And I love how you touched on that because a lot of people will focus on the fancy marketing tactics without really ensuring that the people they're talking to actually have a product that is going to work, that is a good quality product and is researched well, right? So maybe give us some tips on your product selection criteria. What makes a good product to have good success with these marketing tactics on Amazon? Yeah, so, you know, one, uh, one question that I think not enough sellers, uh, brand owners are asking themselves, and I always, uh, you, you know, this is something that I've, I've said before and I continue to say is that when you are selecting a product, you need to ask yourself this question, why would somebody buy from me? Uh, you know, I see people going into let's talk about paper straws and, and you do a search for paper straws. It's kind of like a trending thing, right? Because, because of the environment and climate change and people want to be more environmentally friendly, but like there are so many listings for paper straws already on Amazon. What are you doing differently? Is your design something that doesn't exist? That's fantastic. Or that has super low competition. 
Like, what are you doing differently if you're going to go into that paper straw uh, market that would get somebody to buy from you? Just to f- just because you can rank it on page one doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to stay there or that people are going to buy from you. Um, do you want to come, do you want to go into a product where the only reasons why somebody would buy from you are price and reviews? Um, my answer would be no, because it's very easy. Uh, you know, if you're going up against sellers with, you know, 500, 1,000 reviews and you come in, um, you know, what are you going to do that's, that's going to get somebody to buy from you? Um, you're going to lower your price by a dollar? Okay, good. That seller with 500 reviews can crush you, right? They could just lower their price for a month or two. And, you know, now nobody's going to buy from you. But if you, you know, if you were creative and you thought a little bit about innovation and you thought a little bit about how can I provide value to a customer and come in with a really differentiated product, then you're not going to face, you're not going to face a situation where customers are only comparing price and reviews. You want to make it impossible for that customer to compare apples to apples with your product. You want it to be that they're comparing apples to oranges because then that thousand reviews that another seller has them um, doesn't mean as much when you have a differentiated offering. So you know when I look at you know product selection, um, I think there's kind of two ways you can you can think about product selection. Um, if you are not coming in with a crazy high budget, if you're coming in you know to a product with you know five to fifteen thousand dollars to get started, then you know I think you want to go after niches. Um, you don't want to go after mass market product. Consider things that are that other sellers might be afraid of: high price products that cost more money to source, oversized products, products that you might have to merge and fulfill instead of using FBA. Um, go against the grain. Go with a contrarian approach. Now, the one thing that you need to validate still is that there's still keyword demand for the product. Meaning, of course, I can sell something nobody else is, but if there's no search volume around, you know, sort of a, you know, a few main keywords for that product, then of course it doesn't make sense, you know, to sell that item just because it's differentiated. But if I can come up with, you know, if there's a lot of searches for, you know, outdoor, um, you know, outdoor swing set, right. Or outdoor furniture, there's a lot of volume for that, but I can come up with a product that's, that's a little bit different than what everybody else is offering. Maybe it's a material, maybe, Maybe there's outdoor swing sets that are for three people and I come up with one that's for five people. Or, you know, if, if I can come up with, with a product that I can differentiate and I know has keyword demand, then I have a better chance of success where I'm not just competing on price and reviews. I never want to compete just on price and reviews. Now, the other side of this is somebody that does have significant capital. Okay, so if you have $100,000 to go into a product or $200,000 to go into a product, you can on Amazon bully your way to the top. You can you can come in with a me too type product, uh, a product that everybody else is selling, price it at you know 20, 30% lower than everybody else, um, and just and and just be super aggressive, drive sales, lose money for a year, keep driving sales and reviews, and bully your way to the top. Most, you know, the reason I generally don't give that advice is most people are not in a position to to do that. It's you know, I think for most sellers, they're not starting out with that kind of that kind of budget but you know if you're bigger you know if there are there are people in the supplement game for example that will go after the same exact supplements that are already out there but they already know the roadmap they know they're going to spend 250,000 in the first year just bullying their way to the top of the market and then they're going to make the profit after after the fact so there is an element of that on Amazon but i think for most you know most average sort of sellers that are 
not at that level or they, they don't have the big brands or investors or budgets behind them, uh, coming up with a differentiated offer is a smarter play. Yeah, yeah, definitely good advice there. I do have a friend who him and his partner, they invested $1 million into getting into all of these uh, very competitive supplements, kind of the main line of supplements out there. And those are the kind of people you're competing against if you're going after those products. They were fully willing yes. to invest that million dollars and not see a dime back within the first year and just completely keep it on the table and keep it rolling, right? So you gotta ask yourself, if you are willing to play that game, with those guys, then go for it. But just know who you're playing against, right? And um, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and and so what you're saying is is you have firsthand knowledge of exactly what I'm what I'm what I'm saying. You know, you can't expect to go into the fish oil market, you know, uh, with you know twenty thousand dollars because you're going to be crushed by by much bigger players with thousands of reviews. So if you're not in that position to spend, you know hundreds of thousands of dollars breaking into a mass market niche, you need to go find those niches that are less competitive. And, you know, the better job you could do being creative and differentiate, the, you know, the better off you're going to be. It doesn't need, you don't need to be a product engineer. You don't need to invent patents. You can come out with amazing packaging. You can cut right there are things you could do that could differentiate your product where somebody else is selling something in a brown box. You come out with the most amazing gift packaging available. Now, of course, it's going to have to make sense for your margins, for your costs, for all that. But it doesn't necessarily take being a genius. I think it just takes thinking about the strategy. And, you know, I think what a lot of sellers do is they will use tools that are out there that will help you find products and just go, okay, I've identified something that's low competition. But, you know, 15 other sellers are identifying that same thing at the same point in time. And six months later, you realize the product is getting saturated and the price has gone down and you're not in the position you want to be. The better job you do at being creative and coming up with a uh, something that really adds value to the customer and, and answering the question of why would somebody buy from you, the better off you're going to be, uh, I think, in building a real brand that you can actually sell that's worth something. Well, I love your example of the swing set that holds five people because that sounds really fun to me. It's, that sounds like some really crazy circus stuff right there, which if you guys know me, I'm into all the crazy circus acrobatics and all that fun stuff if you follow me on Instagram or Facebook. So I would be one of those customers there. And so now let's talk about if you do have one of these products that you research is a differentiated product and uh, the data looks good and all of that, what would you do? What are the first couple things that you would do to put on the layer of advertising? Yeah. So, um, you know, so let's say you have that, that product. I mean, the first thing is you want to have a great foundation. Great foundation means having an amazing listing, right? Uh, don't be cheap on your images, you know, have a good copywriter. If you're not a good copywriter, write your, write your listing out, uh, you know, set up your listing so that it's as good as it can be. Uh, if you have a trademark already, then, you know, uh, and you have brand registry, have enhanced content, A plus content, uh, as far as advertising, you know, new ASINs are very and much easier to rank for in the organic search results than older ASINs. So, you know, Amazon has this sort of unofficial honeymoon period, a period of time that they give extra ranking love to new ASINs, uh, new, new products. And the reason is it's kind of an advantage to Amazon. Amazon does not want one brand, one seller to dominate any specific niche because then they become powerful. They can take you people have a brand loyalty, they'll buy your products off Amazon. Amazon doesn't want that. So Amazon and Amazon wants new products to be discovered. 
um, but they also want those new products to be a threat to the existing, you know, king uh, in that category. And so it's much easier to get rankings for new products, new ASINs in the first, you know, 45, 30, 45 days or so for the product. So you want to use advertising to first, you know, to get that first initial visibility um, after your listing is kind of well optimized. Be very aggressive in your advertising. Don't don't look at the profitability of your advertising in the first couple months. Look at how many sales you can you can generate, um, you know, during that first, you know, two, three, four weeks of the product. Just being very very aggressive with your ads. Um, you know, I go up to 200% ACOS uh, on, on new products because one, I know that first of all, if I don't have reviews, my conversion rate is not going to be as good as possible. Um, what I do is I I will work on uh, I'll set a a daily budget, maybe it's $50 daily budget or $25 daily budget. And then I will work on getting some reviews. Uh, after I get, you know, five to 10 reviews, then I'll go much more aggressive. I'll go to, you know, 50, $100, whatever it is, a day budget. Um, and then using ads. Uh, after about a week, I'll run a reverse ASIN, uh, you know, on the product. So I'll use, for example, Viral Launch's uh, competitor intelligence tool. I'll see what keywords I'm ranking for. I'll see which keywords have actually converted into sales. So I'm kind of letting the market tell me what keywords are my best keywords. And then I may do another sort of push on those specific keywords using, uh, you, you know, using a launch strategy, uh, like a search find by strategy of getting buyers to search my keyword, find my product on page two or three, wherever it is and buy, and then I'll rebate them on the, on the back end. Um, just to get those buys. Uh, it also helps get, it will also help you get some, some reviews if you follow up with those, with those buyers. Um, so for me, it's first using an aggressive ad strategy and then seeing what do I need behind that ad strategy or do I need more behind that ad strategy to push further. This podcast is brought to you by Kenji ROI, a complete done for you service for your Amazon listing creation and optimization. Everything from product photography, including lifestyle images with a real model, graphic design images and studio images, to the copywriting and keyword optimization, to videos and enhanced brand content if you're lucky enough to have brand registry. We also manage marketing when it comes to Amazon ads and also for some bigger sellers out there who might be interested in building a messenger list, we offer services creating the many chat funnels to follow up with customers for more reviews, to help build your own audience so you can launch new products to help rank for new keywords. Um, and there is Facebook ad management built into that as well for the right sellers. So if you want to learn more about Kenji ROI, head to K-E-N-J-I-R-O-I.com. That is actually my middle name, Kenji, with the ROI added onto the end. Okay, and then assuming that you have the Amazon ads running well, you have that running basically as well as you can, what would then be the second layer that you would put on top of that? So, yeah, so the second layer on top of that would would then be, um, so one, I want to be, I want to still remain aggressive with my pricing. Um, and again, the more competitive the product is, the more reviews, et cetera, my competition has, um, you know, the more the more aggressive I want to be with my pricing. So I may have a coupon on my listing or I just may be aggressive and below market on my price. I mean, it doesn't need to, it doesn't mean I need to be, you know, 50% of my competition, but I want to be priced better than my competitors who are more established. Uh, and, um, and then, and then, yeah, I may, I may use a, so I, I, I have an existing um, audience um, and I also use that uh, as a service for sellers. 
Um, so I have an existing audience of buyers that will buy products um, and get rebated 100% for those products. So what I do is I'll have them go search my keyword, find my product on page two or three, buy it, and that will influence the, the that will be another rank push for those keywords that I want to rank for, uh, and I will rebate them with PayPal on the on the back end of that. Um, again, some of those buyers can help you with reviews also. Since they bought it at 100% full price on Amazon, those reviews will also be verified reviews. Um, sort of a gray area, so you know, don't take my advice as gospel. Um, you have to obviously understand Amazon's terms of service and decide what's right for you. Um, some of this stuff is a little bit uh, kind of towing the line, uh, but it is working very well, and sellers are using these strategies to, to rank and get reviews for their products. Yeah, it is. It is one of those great areas for sure. I've seen lots of people show language in the terms of service that is against rebates. And, uh, you know, other people argue that they can interpret it a different way. Right. But again, it is effective. So risk reward, guys, there's nothing ever super clear when it comes to online marketing and especially Amazon. They can decide something overnight that will just kind of set the tone and everyone can adjust based off of that. But uh, play at your own risk. And so other than that, are there any other external marketing strategies that you recommend people really look into and focus on? Yeah. So, I mean, so for example, this strategy of, you know, search, find, buy, getting somebody to search for your product, et cetera, you can implement. So I have uh, my own audience already. Um, I have, we also, um, we also do help sellers with this as a service. Uh, using our audience, but you can build this audience yourself. One of the one of the best ways to do that is using Facebook ads to a chatbot like ManyChat um, sequence to basically offer your uh, product to buyers with a with a backend rebate, and you could do that through kind of a, a bot flow. You can show them an image of what your product looks like and say, "Hey, you know, go find our product between age you know two to five. Um, here's the image of it." Once you buy it, send us like a screenshot of the order number, and then we'll rebate you on PayPal uh, on the on the back end of it. So um, you could definitely use this strategy, for example, using ManyChat. Um, I would encourage you. Uh, I actually just came back from the ManyChat um, conference, it was this past uh, weekend in Austin. Uh, ManyChat is adding SMS. They're adding email. Next year, there will be integration with Instagram and WhatsApp uh, and cross-platform messaging. Uh, so I think this is definitely a tool that you want to build up in your arsenal if you're not already um, building building an audience through chatbots. Um, the other uh, the other thing you could do also is you you could use influencers also uh, to you know to promote your product and get external traffic. Um, if you are working with influencers, you can give them instead of a search find buy sort of uh, method, you can give them uh, what I would call a two step URL link. Um, so a link that will a link that will take um, uh, the person to a search results page that shows your product um, and sort of mimics a search find by experience, even though it's not identical. Absolutely. Let's dive more into the Facebook Messenger bots thing. Let's say it's someone listening. They want to create an audience on Facebook Messenger, get a Messenger bot list and use that to launch new products and do this whole search find buy thing that you're mentioning here. Um, just walk us through an example campaign, like what kind of ad are they running? What kind of offers on that ad? And um, how are you going about setting this all up? 
Yep. Um, so, you know, in terms of the ad, um, you know, you can, so let's say you're selling a, you know, uh, let's say you're selling a um, sports and outdoor item. Um, you know, um, you can, you can target people who are, uh, you can target people who, you know, like to work out or are into fitness as well as, uh, and narrow down that audience also to people who like amazon.com, um, should be a big enough audience. You basically run an ad kind of saying like, you know, who would like, I like to also, I like to always open a Facebook ad with an opening question with an implied yes. So who would love to get this, you know, amazing, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, at, you know, co uh, you know, completely free on amazon.com, question mark, um, you know, for a limited time only and to celebrate the launch of our, you know, of our product, whatever it is, um, we're offering uh, a limited quantity of, of this uh, product uh, just for your feedback or, or something like that, right? We're, we're offering a limited amount, um, um, you know, uh, click here to click here to request yours now or, or something to that to that effect. Uh, I like to throw in some emojis in there, you know, kind of capture attention, have an image of the product or a video. Um, and then that leads them into like a send message button where they get into the manage sequence. Um, and, uh, and then we basically have a sequence that says, you know, um, would, would you love to get this product? And, and I've seen also some sequences saying, Hey, would you love to get this product at 10% off or at, you know, or hundred percent completely free? Um, and then the person clicks the button and, and you know, in the response in messenger saying, I'd love to get it completely free. Um, and they click on that and you say, okay, completely free, but what's the catch? Well, if you, if you want to get it completely free, you have to follow our, our fun instructions. Otherwise we can also give you a direct link to get 10% off. Uh, are you willing to follow our instructions? And then they say on page three, you'll buy. And then, you know, within 24 hours, um, we'll rebate you on PayPal, on PayPal. So you're kind of giving them like, hey, would you like 10% off? We'd like completely free. And if you want 10%, here's a link and a code. But we want you to follow our instructions. What's the catch? The catch is you have to kind of go through this process in order to do that. Um, and some of this I kind of picked up from, um, shout out to Paul, Stellar Chatbot. He's got his chatbot. Um, and he's got some of these templates, um, some of these templates uh, for this. Uh, but you could do this, you could do this through his tool, you could do it through ManyChat. Um, and you know, you also do not need to be an expert at building out chat flows. Hire somebody on Upwork, give them the strategy. You don't need to be, you know, a chatbot expert. Just give them the strategy of what you want to do and hire somebody to build it out for you. Yeah, and chatbots are a lot more user-friendly than a lot of email automation software is these days. It's fairly easy to build out these flows here if you, as long as you understand the overarching strategy, it's not as heavy on writing sales copy because chat chatbots should be very concise copy. Like think about when you're sending a WhatsApp message to your friends or a Facebook Messenger message, right? You don't want to send a big, long two-paragraph email. Um, those emails can be quite difficult to write and require some good copywriting skills, right? But if you if you can text your friends on Messenger or SMS, then you could probably write a good Messenger flow. You should be writing in a more conversational tone that is much more concise and much more, you know, casual and conversational. It's just the way the platform is built. Yep. And you know, you wanna ask your you wanna I mean the whole point of Messenger marketing is this 
one-on-one -on -one communication with your with your brand. You know, a lot of the big brands are are not doing a great job of doing this right now. They haven't sort of jumped onto this. They they might in a year or two, you know, but your opportunity is that uh, you don't need your your you know your brand manager and you know five other people to make a decision of the language and the copy. Um, I work with some big big brands and I've worked with some big brands and you know you want to change their title on Amazon. It needs to go through five people and legal to make the change. You have you know if you're a smaller seller, smaller brand, you can implement things quickly. Take advantage of that fact, um, and you know. I would say you don't want to be a faceless brand just on Amazon. You want to kind of have some brand identity conversation with your customers. Um, and, you know, to me, that's also if you have this goal of building a brand that you can sell uh, messenger audience, all these things, social media audience, all these things will make your brand more valuable and will give you a bigger multiple when you go to sell. Yeah, absolutely. Makes sense. And to end things off here, Liron, let's talk about mindset for success this is something that i know that you have spent a lot of time developing in yourself and is obviously very important to developing a business that it can be in a very volatile space like anything online basically but especially in amazon can be very stressful it can be very intense at times right so what are the the key things that you think is important to developing a real mindset for success that's resilient yeah. So, you know, I think, um, you know, I think mindset for success is something that unless you constantly are feeding yourself with um, is something that you won't have. And the reason is because I think as human beings, we are wired, we are not wired with the mindset for success. Um, I think a lot of it also has to do with how you grew up and your upbringing and your parents, you know, were you the kid that, you know, spilled the milk and your dad said to you, you're always ruining everything, right? Or were you the kid that spilled the milk and, you know, your dad said, hey, stuff happens sometimes. Let's clean it up and move past it, right? Um, but, you know, uh, I think no matter what, um, you need to be feeding your mind um, these these sort of my, uh, personal development and, and success technology into into your mind and you know when i say that what i mean is that you know are are you the person that you know has a bad day or your listing gets taken down or, or something happens to you and you say man bad stuff happens to me all the time or are you the type of person that when that happens to you, you say hey this is part of business this is part of being on amazon i'm going to overcome this and get through it and you need to have that mindset i think in business in general and even more so with amazon because like you said Amazon, you know, you could be talking to the wall. You could, you, sometimes I want to jump out the window and bang my head against the wall dealing with Amazon. And so if I let stuff like that take me down, then I'm not going to be as successful as I can be in my, in my business, which means, um, and again, I think it's human nature to complain or, you know, to kind of have this philosophy. I mean, you can look at the Facebook groups that are around Amazon. You'll see people posting like, Hey, I'm done with Amazon. It's been three days and they lost my shipment. Like really, if you're gonna be, if that's how you act when Amazon loses your shipment for a couple of days, this business is not right for you. You need to change your mindset. Um, the mindset that believes that you could do it, that if other people have sold their business for seven and eight figures, you can too. Uh, you know, there's talk that, you know, the Amazon opportunity is over, that it's too saturated. Uh, question to ask yourself is, are there gonna be new sellers who come in over the next year or two and crush it and sell their businesses for, you know, seven and eight figures? If you know that to be true, which I believe it is, then you should have the mindset that it could be true for yourself also. The way to do that is surround yourself with other people 
that are like that. That's part of the reason why I like to go to events. I'm going to Tony Robbins UPW next month. Um, I read. I listen to Gary Vaynerchuk and Tom Bailu. I listen to podcasts. I try to feed my mind with these things because I know that it's not always human nature to have the success mindset and the, you know, don't let yourself be down on something mindset to see a wall and know that you can jump through it, not to see a wall and know and knowing that it's a block. And so, um, you know, I think it's good for your life philosophy in general, but I think you need to have, you need to have a philosophy. Um, really good book I read recently that I would highly recommend um, is The Slight Edge. Um, obviously books like Think and Grow Rich, The Slight Edge, you know, there's, there's so much out there. Um, take 10 minutes a day to feed your mind with something positive, something good. Um, you know, take five minutes to write down every day what you're grateful for. Um, and, you know, these are the kind of activities that I think adding them into your life can make a big impact. Absolutely love what you just said there. And uh, recently at Kenji ROI, we had a bit of a fanboy moment. I'm also a big fan of Tom Billy's podcast, Impact Theory. We helped them launch their Impact Planner on Amazon, uh, helped them with their listing and their launch strategy. And uh, unsurprisingly, they are crushing it because they have a very dedicated audience. Myself included, I'm kind of uh, surprised I'm not wearing one of their shirts right now because I it's like half my wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just want to echo nice. what you're saying about uh, about the mindset side of things. My girlfriend the other day asked me like, how do you stay so level-headed uh, when you got all this shit going on? And the answer for that is a lot of hard work. I literally spend three hours per day every single day on things that are good for my energy and my mind between going to the gym, meditating, um, going over affirmations and um, you know reading that's three hours out of every single day and a lot of people might say that that is a waste of time that could be put towards um, you know working on another project or something like that but I've I've tried that I've tried working super long days and neglecting all of these things and I can't do it like my brain just kind of shuts off after a while and what I found is that if I spend the three hours on all the things that's good for my energy and my brain and my thinking power, then the time that I do spend in front of the computer, the time that's left over is way, way more effective. And I don't hit burnout. I don't, um, you know, I don't hit all these kind of walls and I can work through hard problems and it just works out way, way better. So I really encourage you listening if you don't already put a lot of time and effort into you know, meditation and, and reading and, and working out of the gym and all these things that it's completely not a waste of time and it actually will make you more effective. And, you know, Warren Buffett spends 80% of his day reading, right? And he's, you know, one of the wealthiest people in the, in the world. Uh, you know, Jim Rohn says, work harder on yourself than you do on your job, right? Um, so I think, you know, everything you're doing everything you're doing makes the output of the other hours that you spend on projects that much better. Right. So, um, you know, to me, it's super impressive, you know, uh, that, you know, you dedicate this time every single day and, uh, and, and not easy to do, you know, so I have a lot of, a lot of respect for that and totally, totally agree with, you know, with what you're saying. And, you know, I think sometimes it just takes the right sort of time, the right things for somebody to hear and say, you know what, like, you know, I'm running around like a chicken without a head. I need to spend more time on my personal development and my growth. Um, and, um, you know, something switches on, right? And probably switched on for you at some point in your life. It switched on for me at some point in my life. Maybe there are some people that would listen to this podcast, you know, right now 
and something will switch for them and they'll make a change in their life. Um, and, you know, I think for both of us, that's probably the kind of impact that we're looking to make. Oh, absolutely. And so, Liron, this has been a really valuable episode. Tons of really good golden nuggets in here for the listeners. I know I'm going to be reviewing this one for some good notes. And guys, if you want to check out the show notes, those will be on actualizedfreedom.com and any links to resources will be in there. And speaking of that, if people want to reach out to you or learn more about what you do, where's the best place for them to do so online? Uh, sure. So um, you can follow me on my uh, Facebook wall, uh, Leron Hirschkorn. Uh, we also have a podcast called the Amazon Seller Podcast. Um, as well as a free Facebook group called uh, Amazing Freedom Amazon Sellers. Awesome. And again, those links will be in the show notes. And guys, if you haven't already, please go leave us a review on iTunes, on Stitcher, on YouTube, wherever there are reviews. I don't even think YouTube has reviews, but go hit that little thumbs up thing and leave some comments. Make our engagement through the roof so we get much more listeners in here to get all the knowledge bombs from people like Leron because... I'm going to speak for everyone here. That episode was absolutely incredible as far as marketing gold goes. So go leave that review. I'm going to be checking to see if you did it or not. So better do it. Until next time, guys, take care. This podcast is sponsored by the Helium 10 suite of tools. And we at Kenji ROI have been using Helium 10 for more than three years now. They have so many tools packed into one, I don't think that there's a better value. Um, and we use it all the time for ourselves and our clients, so we can actually recommend it from real experience. We use their keyword tracker to see how our product launches are doing, the keyword indexing tool to ensure that you're actually showing up for your main keywords. Super, super important step right there. And also Magnet and Cerebro, a really powerful combination for finding keywords your competitors are using or just finding new keywords to put into your listing in general. You should be using this on you know, at least a monthly basis to see if any new keywords are coming up um, because new searches are coming up all the time, guys. Like people are searching on Google. Um, I forget the number, but a huge percentage of those searches are brand new, never been done searches. So if you guys want a discount code, you can use 50 Kenji ROI for 50% off your first month of Helium 10 or 10 Kenji ROI for 10% off for life. So that's a pretty good discount. You might as well. Um, we use them and recommend them for years. So if you guys need that, you guys will definitely get good value out of Helium 10. For show notes and resources mentioned in this episode, visit KenjiROI.com.